dragon. I swear I saw a dragon, a green and Welcome to Dragon Age Off the Record, episode 14. I am Elizabeth, and for all intents and purposes, this is... Not Rage. Not Rage. <sighs> Look, we haven't talked in a couple of weeks. You might have forgotten. I might have forgotten. I have been talking to Rage a lot. You have been. And... Every time I say his name, I have to pause and make sure I'm not saying road. So let's take a drinking game out of this. How many times am I accidentally going to call you Rage? That's a drinking contest that no one wins. Except for the liquor company that has to sell you the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, you were sick last week, but oh, the listeners yes. don't know that. Well, I guess they do now. Yeah. So, so it's been two weeks since you and I have talked. Since then, I've made a completely asshole character in my game. <sighs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It's not an asshole character because what she thinks is right. No, look, see, here's where you're wrong. <laughs> there are the wrong choices, and then there's what I do. Pray tell. What, what do you mean? I make all the right choices. Really? Yeah. Are you sure? Pretty sure, yeah. I've played through the game a couple times now. Like what? Uh, uh, like trying to redeem the Templar. It seems like a good idea in hindsight, but then Fiona dies. Oh, spoiler. Yes, we are in our spoiler episodes by now. Yep. I sent a post out on Reddit. I was asking, I was trying to write notes for this show, which which never happened because of some other stuff with another show. But I was trying to write notes and I realized there are so many things that I just need to focus. Somebody needs to, to focus me on one subject and then I'll take it and run with it for the show. And people gave a lot of suggestions like lore and stuff like that. We haven't read Asunder or the next Anything two. following, yeah. Maybe we'll have someone on that has read them and might be able to explain. I don't know. Oh, there's plenty of those people. Yeah, and they they would love to explain. I feel I feel so left out, though. I feel like I'm missing something because of that. And I know that a game is not supposed to make you feel like that, but I am anyway. Anyway, somebody had pointed out Machina Obscura had said, we like the way you do the, the characters. We like to yell at each other. Yes, we do. And had said that this game is much more Templar sympathetic as opposed to Mage. So this person is saying Fiona sells out to Deventer. Now we had talked about this last time. We talked about that in the plot. Do you think she is a sellout? No, she's a slave. But she did sell, like, look, if you were going to go save the mages... You get there just after it's too late and they're already indentured servants, quote-unquote, to the mages, or to the, uh, to Vinter mages. And so, in that way, yeah, she did kind of, like, sell out all the rest of her people, because there's a lot of mages that are, you know, very upset with that decision, but at the same time, they're kind of painted into a corner at that point. They don't know exactly where they're going to go, what they're going to do, who's going to save them, and really, the, you know, sticking around in Redcliffe is only a temporary solution, because eventually... Even the Freldon King's gonna go, yeah, I don't really need another war on my doorstep. Thanks, but no thanks. Them waffling around also, I mean, <laughs> they're gonna run out of food if they don't do anything. I mean, you know, they're just taking up space. They're taking up living space for everyone that was there. Well, yeah, especially because Redcliffe Village became a refugee village. Uh, the Mage Templar War out in the battlefields is wiping out the farmers and keeping them from producing their goods. So, yeah. Eventually, they're all going to be starving. Fiona in the game had some very good points, and I was like, Ugh, if I were, you know, if I wanted to think about this more, I remember when I was playing this, I thought this. If I really wanted to think about this more, I'd really agree with her. Well, you need to keep in mind, too, that the mages didn't go to Tevinter. Tevinter came to them. Tevinter was, uh, in a manner of speaking, a savior kind of figure. They went, hey, we realize you're having problems. Let us help. 
And as no one else was willing to help, they just reluctantly accepted. Reluctantly, but there was something that, that was backing her into a corner as well. I mean, you said painted into a corner, but was backing her into the corner. The next thing is mages be tripping in DAI. I, <sighs> look, these people, they have nowhere else to go. The only ones that are out and free are being slaughtered. Now, on the other side, he's this person is saying, on the Templar side of this storyline, you have a redemption story with Sir Barris and an order eager to get back to its original purpose. Or right. do you think that is just a couple of starry-eyed guys? Yes, I'm still holding on to the dream, when in fact, most Templars are like, dude, I don't want to die. Uh, bit of column A, bit of column B in that situation. I mean, it's the same situation as the mages. It really is. Because there's a lot of mages that would rather go back to being in the circle, not being free of Chantry control. There are even mages, including Connor, that believe it is the duty of mages to be in the circles because they are abominations with powers that cannot be controlled. So they need to be locked away where they can't hurt people. We discussed this before. You said if you were a mage, you would run off to Tevinter. And be a hermit. Uh, yeah, I would. I would run somewhere far away and be a hermit, like soulless. Dot dot dot. Soulless. Yes, that's what I was thinking. I was watching Austin Powers this weekend, and he looks like young Doctor Evil. <laughs> oh, good lord. <laughs> yes, he does. Right. Explains so much. That hit me, and I was like, "This is the greatest thing ever." Now I really, really, really love Soulless. Now on the on the subject of mages someone has posted on reddit about in defense of vivian this is by peshta p-e-s-h-t-a some are saying vivian's a bitch some are saying she's not what is your take on that she's not she's first off she's a court mage she is someone a mage that has worked themselves up to an extremely high position of power she has the ears of everyone at the tops of the Orlesian courts. Does she really? She's a mage, though. I mean, are they going to be like, uh, screw it. That That's what the impression I got. I thought she thought she was more than she is. No. Because she is No, a mage. she definitely is someone who is high-ranking in power. And not to mention, when you're a mage on top of being in a high status of power... That just makes people additionally wary of you, especially when you're in a situation like all those in Orlais who are playing the game, in heavy quotes. You know, it, Vivian is definitely someone who is in power. She's incredibly elegant about everything she does. She's very well-spoken. She's very well-educated. She, it, If there's a level of arrogance about her, it's earned arrogance. It's not just... Hey man, I'm awesome. Look at me. I do what I want. It's not that kind of character. It is someone who is in an age lacking civility. She is someone who is civilized. You've got, really, if you look at things, you've got a land of kings and swords and warriors and wars and soldiers that are running through the mud, and this is someone who is much more sophisticated. And that's why she's a contrasting figure. Because everyone else, while they have their own redeeming factors all throughout your camp or through your castle, depending on the point of the game you're at, Vivian is someone who stands out because she really is a different personality. From a different background, from a different upbringing, she carries herself with confidence. And everything she does keeps from showing any weakness. 
with the exception of her personal story. And that's where you really get to see that she is just another human. As we were going on with the personal story, I avoided her. My first playthrough, I just avoided her because she pissed me off. I had said in earlier episodes, like, I just heard the name of the character. I was like, I don't like her. You know, I just, <laughs> I, I, I prejudged and I didn't want wow, to. Wow, you took I, a look at that cover and threw the book across the room. <laughs> I did. And then I met her. And of course, when you play late at night, you kind of skip through some scenes. You're not paying attention. I didn't really pay attention to her intro because I just wanted the character and then to be out of there because I wanted to go find Dorian. Of course. Her story is actually, I like it because I've played again and I've seen you go visit her and I guess it's her place or, you know, yeah, the Yeah, it's, it's her home. It's her home. Some guy comes at you, one of the nobles, and he's just bitching at you. And oh, she yes, comes that along guy. And she freezes him. And this guy, I think he's the guy with the uh, mustache on his mask. No. Oh. <laughs> like, who does that? This is Orlay. Nothing's really off limits. But that guy probably had his own mask made, you know, because they probably have to fit. You remember that yes. Doctor Who episode where Liz Ten has her mask molded to her face? I bet everybody in Orlay has the same thing. And so, you know, he was he was telling the guy making this mask, oh, put a mustache on it and <laughs> make it curly. <laughs> would you have a mustache on your mask? No. No? No, I, I would have a fake beard hanging from my mask. Oh, that's just sad because you know they put like horse hair on it. Maybe oh. I would have a horsetail beard coming off of it. Oh god. That's what I would do. Really? Yeah. Anyway, where was Oh yeah. So he's bitching at you and he's like, Oh <laughs> the savior what is it? The Herald, uh-huh. And she comes up in the back, she's like, no, and freezes him. And she gives you the choice whether or not to let him die or just let him go with a warning or whatnot. This last time that I've played, I said, yeah, kill him. She does. I'm surprised she does. She's just like, he was causing trouble at a party. Wouldn't that be awesome? Remember going to Keggers back in the day and you'd be like, man, I wish that guy would just die. And shut up. No, I don't remember. I've uh, never gone to a Kegger. That, have you ever gone to parties? Yeah, kind of. See, now I have to cut this shit because now I feel sad for you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm a nerd. I like to stay inside. But yes, there was always that guy at a kegger that you'd be like, God, I wish he'd shut up. He's causing trouble. He's causing drama. Yeah. I, I, you know, well, I wouldn't kill him, but Vivian feels absolutely justified in just ending this guy's life because he was a chevalier and he reached for, <laughs> he reached for his uh, sword. <laughs> Giggity. And then she pulls you aside and says, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, I killed that guy and I would like to join the Inquisition. Why? Well, I think it's a good thing. And that's all she really gives you. <laughs> well, see, and I think a lot of people have this predisposition toward Vivian because everything to her is status and power. And, you know, she's a mage that supports the idea of the circle. She believes that the circle was working or could have worked and should have continued to function as it was. You know, she she has a lot of opinions that people who are coming from DA2 just would not have supported. You know, a lot of people, even just watching my Twitter feed, are just, blow up the Chantry, yeah! Which is wrong. No, you don't do that. Oh, we did have that. Oh, we had that poll at Dragon Age OTR on Twitter. I asked if people thought Anders should have lived or 
should have been let go. Overwhelmingly in the beginning, people said, yeah, let him go. But when you got involved, then people started saying, stab him in the neck. So it's about 50-50. Yeah, see, when you got me involved, and I even had the uh, delay of, you know, not having as much time. And, uh, yeah, it just goes to show that the people that followed me are right. No, I think it goes to show that the people that follow you are scared of you. (laughs) Look, I didn't threaten anyone. I didn't freeze anyone, and I didn't snap my fingers to make the uh, ice shatter. So, who do you think I am? Vivian? Oh, Vivian. Her voice is like, you know, audible porn. I've said it it's, before. I'll say it again. It's, oh. It is, actually. Oh, if I had a man part. But, I mean, you look at Vivian later on in the game when you're able to do her personal quest, and she sends you out to get a Weavern heart, which, a specific one. And you can hand her just a normal one. But she never tells you what's going on. And even if you push and you push and you push and you basically tell her to go screw herself, she never tells you what she needs it for. Now, it comes to find out that she's trying to make an antidote to some sickness that her husband has. Which doesn't work. And he dies. And she's sad. Not her husband. He's Uh, the Duke of something. But uh, she is his mistress, and his his wife had died a few years ago, and Madame de Pompadour, remember that Doctor Who episode with the oh, clock? right. Yes, yeah. his, the king's mistress and wife got along very well. That was the same thing here. Because she was his f- buddy, she was like, yeah, I have power. She rose up like Evita, be a person of a lot of power, and, but she did love this man. Now, he was way older, unless she has some very good moisturizer and she's way older than she looks. Nah. He, well, yeah, she was a sugar daddy. <laughs> I would say that she is likely... Uh, I haven't actually gone to look and see how old she is, but I would assume that she is one of the older people out of your companions. But Well, besides Blackwall, obviously. Uh, well, Blackwall, Solus, and possibly Bull, I would say are older. Ooh, I don't know about Bull. Oh. But it doesn't matter because Bull is a giant male, like a giant mountain of sexy man flesh, so who really cares how old he is? Ladies and gentlemen, you just heard Road. What? He's a sexy, sexy man. What can I say? Really? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I can respect a sexy man, okay? There's nothing wrong. What, you you don't know how to handle a, a guy who's actually pretty okay with saying things like this? I'm I'm even having trouble picturing my character riding the bull. Oh, now, I, I, I never I said many of my post. characters have ridden the bull. By any means. <laughs> it's it's Cassandra bust at this point. Oh really? Oh my god, yes. <sighs> You don't even know. You don't know. Okay. Did we talk about this last time? Where your guys and Cassandra, I'm thinking, have way better sex scenes than the girls that are doing nope, color? sure haven't. <sighs> Look, there's no sex scene with Josie at all. At all. It ends with them sitting together at a fireplace. Which is very romantic, so I'm not really against it. And then there's the scene with Cassandra. Where it's, uh, it's all nudity all the time. That is so full of crap! Oh! You know what you get with the black wall? You watch their feet. You watch their clothed feet. You don't even get naked feet. You just get, you watch hey, their feet hey, move hey. back towards, mm. They're knocking boots. Oh! <laughs> yep, I'm proud of myself. Episode title! <laughs> knocking boots. 
<laughs> so yes, there's that. But no, see, here's the problem with the the Cassandra scene, and it's not a problem with the scene so much as it's a problem with the fact that I had discovered the scene with the elf that I am playing. That I, frankly, after making him, regret making oh him because he just like. There are some scenes where he looks really good, and there are other scenes where he looks like he was hit in the face with a shovel several times at every angle. Also, elves are incredibly skinny. Like, really. Look, <laughs> he's the Inquisitor. <laughs> he's the Inquisitor. He can afford food. There's no reason he should be a thin toothpick. Have you seen how much these characters run around, though? I mean, can you imagine? A and somebody stole all the turnips. <laughs> <sighs> they were put to good use. Wish people would stop judging him so much. I love Cole. So Cassandra scene is pretty hot and heavy, right? Oh yeah. You know, well, I mean, there's it, it's a couple of scenes and mostly dialogue. It's just <sighs> dialogue in the buff. There's no motion, so to say. See, okay, that leads into my next topic. Uh -huh. Mods! Now, I miss, I really, really miss the mods that I was able to use in Dragon Age Origins. Dragon Age 2, you didn't have that many, but there's something missing because I don't have some mods. Not only the naughty ones, because that's just fun. I, I gotta admit, that's just fun. The Cassandra thing, that's what I was thinking of. The Cassandra, they have a mod out there. There are very few, but they are mostly cosmetic. Uh, cosmetic in the fact that, you know, Cassandra can be a little softer. Cullen can be softer. Thank God. See, I, a lot of girls like the scar. I think it's funny, but I don't dig the scar. Yeah, I don't have a problem with the scar. I mean... Speaking as a guy who has a scar on his lip, I, I don't see a problem with it. It's not a prominent scar, and you really can't tell unless you're really looking at it. But it's right there on my lip, in the almost the exact same place as uh, Cullen's. Yeah, but you're not Cullen. Oh, uh, I'm definitely not Cullen. <laughs> I'm not even Blackwall at this point. Oh, but you're trying to be, aren't you, with the beard and everything? I, I trimmed it very heavily last week while I was sick. And, is that uh, is that the uh, idea of your wife? Did she want it trimmed? No, she doesn't give a damn either direction. She but... just doesn't care about you. No, not really. <laughs> no, I, uh, I I just trimmed it back a lot. So there are mods out there just to let you know. You do have to uh, I wish I had download... a, mo a mod for my arm. That would be nice. <laughs> Cybernetics. That would be... Or oh. magic. I'll, I'll take either. You do have to do a mod installer or something. Go and check out the Dragon Age Nexus on Inquisition. There's very little you can do. Make sure you read instructions and see if anything works. The only things there, like I said before, are uh, Cassandra and Colin softening. Uh, and then there are mods for the freaking brown PJs. Why did they give you brown everything in Skyhold. I think the first mod that I ever saw anyone talk about on Twitter was the mod where they actually get rid of your your uh, resting clothes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And they replace yeah. it with your normal armor. That's the one, yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. I've seen ones that either red or black or something, you know, at least change the color because it oh, is... Oh, no, they, uh, they, the, the first one I saw removed that entirely so that no matter what scene you were in, you were always wearing your uh, actual, like, battle clothes. Now that would be cool for someone like a rogue or something like a well both a medium my uh, for a my female. mage and my warrior are wearing almost identical visual sets so that badass looking armor that I have customized I would really like to see that while I'm passing judgment on people <laughs> also there's a scene there's one of the scenes specifically 
when you're passing judgment on someone. And I think it's the one involving a certain party member. Um, for some reason, it zooms in on your boots at one point of that okay. whole conversation. So while you're sitting there in the chair with one leg crossed over the other, um, it's just, like, zoomed in on your boot that's touching the ground for some reason. Instead of, like, panning and seeing you as an entire character, it's just on your leg. I got a screenshot of it. And it's happened twice. It happened in both my playthroughs during the same scene. So it's supposed to be that way, I guess. No, it definitely should oh, be okay. that way. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> we discussed last time up to Skyhold. Your character gets to Skyhold as far as the plot goes. After that, when you get to Skyhold, Varric says, Hey, I have a friend that might be able to help you out with Inquisition, you know, and knows a little bit about Corypheus. Why don't you come meet him, him or her, meet this friend up on the battlements, and we'll go from there. And Cassandra's like, what the f***? If it's who I think it is, he's dead. And it winds up, it is who she thinks it is. And that would be whom? Hawk! <laughs> Hawk, now what you get to do, which I flipped the f*** out, you can make your own hawk. They, they take you to the character creation screen and you can make your own hawk. Or in my mind, it's make my character again, only better looking now that I know better. <laughs> <laughs> See, I left hawk the uh, second time I left him exactly how he was. And the first time uh -huh. I changed his hair. And uh, can I just say that every version of hawk's hair is terrible? Really? Yeah, they're all bad. Now, <laughs> now, my second playthrough, which was with my elf, and this is where the keep stuff we had talked about either last episode or the episode uh, before that, the keep stuff we talked about, somebody had said, hey, what if you have Alistair stay with the Wardens? Well, he will be in this game. He was He is Hawk's friend. And so I decided, what am I going to do? Because... I know what's coming up, and I don't want to choose between the two, so I decided I was going to make a very, very ugly hawk, like somebody I just didn't ever want to see again. I couldn't do it. I wound up making him hot as hell, but his hair is really, really yellow, like banana yellow, and it's horrible. So that's what reminded me when you said about the hair. But anyway, they tell you to go to Crestwood. Now, I wanted to ask you about this guy. Okay, Crestwood is overrun by the undead, right? Yes, it is. And why is that? Because mayor? voodoo. Because voodoo, that you do. <laughs> so yeah. well, that's spell hell. Man. <laughs> Here I go. Here I go. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's always fun to say. <laughs> so anyway, Crestwood, the TLDR version of it, is, uh, and we'll just jump right into probably what's going to be the point of discussion for this whole thing, right. is the mayor during the blight took all the people to blight sickness down to the bottom part of the village because there's two different layers of the village. It's the, you know, upper part and the part that's uh, underneath the dam and then release the water and let all the people drown now and, do this because well because he believed that by drowning all the people that had the blight sickness he could prevent the blight sickness from spreading to the rest of the village thus saving the people that were not infected because there really is no cure for the blight well there's one but well, you know. Kind okay. of. Okay. <laughs> but there were no Grey Wardens on hand, so... Yeah, they were all going to die painful deaths either way. Now, do I, do I think it was a mercy? 
Yeah, I do. Do I God think it was it. right? Why do you he... take all the answers that I'm gonna say? And because then... oh. you know that I'm right. <sighs> Hate you. <laughs> do I think it was wrong of him to uh, to do it without warning the families? Absolutely. Do I think that he should have faced judgment by the Inquisition because he did it? You bet. But what? Let's just let's just say. What was your punishment for him when you I passed judgment? I think on him? it was just jail. Yeah, um, not me. You killed him? <laughs> oh no, no! I fed him to the wardens. Oh my god! Yep, that's right. I infected him for doing what he did. I gave him to the wardens so that he could go repent. <laughs> I didn't even know that that was. A, I don't remember the options. I just thought, yeah, okay. I think it might have to do... I, now, I'm doing this from memory because it's been a while. Uh, but I believe what I had to do was when I passed judgment on him, I didn't do it immediately. I waited until after the Wardens had joined the Inquisition. Mm -hmm. And that's when I think I was able to uh, take the option to make him uh, a Warden. Because I tried to do it while the Wardens weren't part of my faction, and uh, there was no option. Oh, okay. So... I believe did you that's reload, what the or did you just do that in the next? Uh... No, I I had uh, not actually caught him and passed judgment on him the first time through. Okay. Uh, so there was actually a lot of people that I didn't uh, pass judgment on by that point. So yeah. And then the second time through, I just went ahead and caught him right off the bat because I wanted to pass judgment on him and feed him to the wardens. And that's when I found out that I actually, because I hadn't had the wardens, couldn't make him a warden. But I felt like that was the most fitting punishment. Was, you know, you protected people from the blight once, go do it again. See, I felt a little bad sending him to jail because I thought, you know, like, uh, other people that were jailed. Now, I rarely did jail people, but um, I didn't when that happened, anyone. I thought they might no one tear got apart. Jailed. Oh, wait, no, that's wrong. There's one person I jailed. The the guy from Tevinter? Oh, yeah, the one that... Uh, that bastardized all the wardens yeah that's the one the guy with the with the weird hat that was something i was gonna bring up with the fiona discussion can you imagine i mean they oh no her no and no, they just no not him evil not him no alexius no i yeah. gave him to the mages he became he became the indentured servant of the mages no the one that uh caused the wardens to be bound to corypheus i jailed him Oh, the the greasy guy. Yeah, because he kept saying that uh, that he was going to still join with Corypheus if I killed him. Basically, in the whole you know Jedi way of going, if you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you could ever imagine. That whole speak. So I'm sitting here going, well, I don't know if that's true. So instead, I'm going to lock you away so you can't hurt anyone. I think I made him tranquil. The second time I did. Yeah. When I was a mage. I made him tranquil. When I was a because mage that had saved the Templar, yeah. I made him a tranquil. And that caused the mages to uh, rise up. So then I had to send a veteran mage and a veteran Templar to go calm everyone down. And according to the report I got back was the only reason why they didn't continue to riot was they realized that, uh, first off, the mage, the, the whole becoming a tranquil thing was invented by the mages, according to that story. And uh, because I was, in fact, a mage and made that decision, that they kind of went, oh, well, okay, 
Look, he's a super evil mage that was bent on causing the world to explode. Tranquilize the crap out of him. And I don't mean <laughs> with the elephant's variety. Yeah, that's that's the easiest way, you know, it's the easiest way. But, so, this guy, he actually, the mayor of Crestwood actually, what he did is he told everyone in the village that these people had died because the Darkspawn had broken the dam. And flat out lie and then he tries to run at the end of this this whole crestwood thing but in crestwood you meet up with quote unquote the warden not your warden from dragon age inquisition but one of three it could you be mean origins or what did i say inquisition oh shit <laughs> <laughs> now the first is Stroud. you can meet up with one of three wardens depending on your keep choices you can meet up with and really there's only one correct choice no, they're the okay. Stroud, uh huh. Logan, uh huh. Or Alistair. Right. Which uh, I go back to my previous statement. There's only one right choice, which and is that's the Stroud. Right Why? Because if you meet with Logan, that means Logan's still alive, and that's the wrong choice. And uh -huh. if you meet with Alistair, that means Alistair's not king, which that's definitely, definitely the wrong choice. But you love Honora! You want Honora to be queen all the time, and you like being the king! No, 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 no. I've never been king. Why? Because. Morrigan. Why would I want to be queen, or the king, with Honora when I can be- Why would you want to be queen? <laughs> Why would I want to dress up in the queen's outfit wearing a giant frilly dress when I've got Superman muscles? Uh, or something. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> Look, Superman I'm in a very weird mood today, okay? I have noticed. I've only gone through six cans of mango juice. Not nearly enough. <laughs> and a handful of cough drops. I'm still recovering. What's your excuse? So, Stroud, because I'm retarded. Oh, Stroud okay. is the guy who was in Legacy. Dragon Age 2 Legacy DLC, right? Right. Right. Well, he was actually also in the very beginning of the game. He was? Yeah, he's when you go to the Deep Roads... And you, for some reason, bring your siblings with, or sibling with you, uh, when they get infected, he's the warden that Al, or that Anders, uh, hands Thank your sibling you. over to. Yeah. So that's where you first meet him. And then okay. fast forward back to you. And he's like, the taint is not the cure. Or the joining is not the cure. And Anders is like, come on. And then I'm like, but Bethany's hot. Why would you want her to die? And he goes, oh, yes, I guess that's a great point. And she gets to come with us. Okay. <laughs> And she's a badass mage. All right. He is very, very Orlesian with the accent. Uh, yeah, but but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Stroud is a badass. Really? Oh, yeah. You like the mustache. It's the mustache. It's the Burt Reynolds mustache that you like. I was going to say, it's that quasi, like, French-style pompadour he's got going on. But, you know, I guess that's, that's fine, too. He's Burt Reynolds. I got a big hat on. But, no, it's because... So... I, I, we're really jumping around the story, and we've actually ignored a, a vital point. But okay, okay, yes, we'll, 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 we're getting to that. Yeah. yeah, let's go ahead and just continue forward, and then we'll we'll go into why I think Stroud is a badass. When you meet Stroud or the Warden, the new Warden, what, should we call him Warden Two? <laughs> let's just let's just stick with Stroud because that's that's the most common th uh, person that people are going to run into, and we've already explained who the other options are, and they're wrong. So Stroud. No, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> I tried to make Loghain, uh, to have Loghain as the warden, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Because you have to kill off Alistair. I didn't know that you had to kill him. Or at least in the keep, you had to. He goes and tells, he tells you, Stroud tells you, that 
the wardens are hearing the calling. All of the wardens, or at least, or is it the ones in just Orlay? I think it's the ones in just Orlay. Yeah, it's uh, within basically the within a specific area, which pretty much extends to just Orlay. So Weishep and you know Ferelden and wherever else they haven't experienced it, and we know that one for certain too. I mean, that's what's explained. But there's also another vital character that you don't get to meet, but you know a lot about, that is out there and hasn't been affected by this calling. Who is that? Your brother or sister or what? No, the warden. The warden. No, I think the warden hears it but is trying to Mm -mm. battle it. No, he, uh, as the conversation with Morgan that I've had, he was already out and about long before that whole thing started going down. Oh. He was already uh, out on his way trying to find a uh, a cure for the taint okay. so that he could spend more time with his son and uh, his, well, his mysteriously magical lover. <laughs> I, lo- or I love Morgan. she was out there so she could keep banging Alistair. That's my story. Remember when I said you were wrong? Yeah, we're back on that point. <laughs> so what Stroud tells you? <laughs> Is that all the wardens in a specific area are hearing the calling, and even he's hearing it for a while. He has been exiled from the wardens because the wardens of the uh, of the group that he was a part of um, wanted to do what the other wardens are doing, which is helping out Corypheus, uh, taking or is, are they Red Lair and Templars? Yes. And Stroud or whoever you have says, "Hey, no, this isn't right. They've been exiled." So that's why they're in Crestwood. That's why he's there telling you this. And what's next? Well, I mean, we need to get to the the heart of the problem and track down where the wardens went. And, well, you find the wardens in the, the desert. By the way, if you, if you have Blackwall in your party, he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, you, you really start <laughs> figuring things out about Blackwall if you've got him in your party about now. If you're well, paying attention. If you're paying attention, Iron Bull basically says there's you're not a warden the first time you take them out in Storm, whatever it is, Storm Coast, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> he basically says you're not who you say you are. Well, that's because he's, sure, Liliana is a spy master and all, but you, if you have a lot of conversations with uh, Bull, he can just look at someone and tell if they're lying. That's exactly what he said, and his it, his response was, I'm a people person. <laughs> and I could just see him saying that with a straight face. It's great. <laughs> They're in the desert. Okay, where are the wardens? Where are the wardens? They're in the desert. And I'm picturing the Mel Brooks space ball scene where they go, we ain't found shit. Right about now. <laughs> <laughs> no one's combing the desert, okay? <laughs> Comb the desert. Uh, I've, that's the second time today. I've said that with really? reference to the exact same scene oh, on great. a podcast, mind you. Oh, that's great. It's recorded on another podcast, so yeah. Anyway, back on target. Stay on target. At the Western Approach, they'll they'll come to a ritual tower, and there's a ritual going on. Yeah, there's a ritual going on where they are sacrificing the non-mages to bind demons to the mages, the warden mages. Which will protect them from the blight. Now, I did not understand this at all. I really didn't. Supposedly, 
this Taventer Mage came out of nowhere. This, it's kind of convenient that a Taventer Mage comes out of nowhere again, saying, hey, you've got a problem. I know everything about it, and I know how to stop it. So, under the threat that all of the Wardens everywhere are going to be wiped out, the Warden Commander decides to make a deal with this Taventer Mage, and goes, hey, you've got this weird ritual that we can do, and it'll keep our Wardens from being stuck with the calling and keep them from wandering off to their doom. Well, it only works on the mages, apparently, because they're the ones that are more connected to the rit- or to the, uh, the fate. Fate. So oh. what they do is they use the blood of a non-mage warden to summon a demon, and then they bind it to the mage, freeing them of the calling. Oh, and, uh, there's also a little side effect that should be going on with this, uh, apparent medical prescription. <laughs> yeah? Uh, this demon prescription should have somewhere on there may cause mind control. <laughs> now, I, I gotta be honest and with you. And anal leakage. <laughs> and, and lots of it. Now, I gotta be honest with you. These are all mages, right? And I know that mages are like any other type of uh, study. Whereas, you know, you there's, there's fundamentals, then there's more advanced research, and there's different schools, and I understand all that. But don't you think at least one of these mages coming from various different backgrounds would have went, Hey, binding to a mage probably isn't the best idea. Evidently, none of them thought a thing about that. Well, anyone that did think about it were exiled. So there could be. No, I don't think they were exiled. I think they were executed. Maybe their blood was used. I mean, does it have to be a non-mage? Well... They're it's not going to be ritual. Well, they've got a lot of mages and they've got a lot of non-mages. And every time they sacrifice someone, it was a warrior. Even when it was the warden commander herself, she sacrificed, you know, one of her old 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 allies. I mean, seriously, the dude's face was like melting off. That's how old he was. Oh, that's that. Okay, so that's the siege at Adamant. Yep. After this, this is one poor warden is being sacrificed, and he's like, I don't think this is such a good idea. And, of course, they were reassuring him, we'll do anything. You're a great warden. That's what we do. I felt so bad for that guy. He gets killed. And, you know, you see the whole ritual coming out. And then... The Livius Aramon, he's a Venatory. He's basically a twirly mustache villain. That's what he is, and he's greasy too. He's like he's like Alexius from the ghetto. White trash Alexius. I would say he's like Alpha version Alexius. Because okay. frankly, he's like, we need to develop an evil Tevinter mage that's part of this cult. And then they they took a look at this guy, and he's the one they came up with. And then they refined it, and they refined it, and they refined it, and they refined it, and eventually they got Alexius. And that was, Alexius was badass, evil mage 1.0. Yes, but Alexius had the whole point of he was really trying to protect his he son. He was doing it for his son, yes. And because that, reasons. you know, gave him something. Because reasons. But what I'm saying is, is like, I guess another way of saying it is rather than saying that uh, this guy, whose name I can never remember, what was Livius his name? Livius Let's go with Aramund. That one's okay. easier for me to say. Okay. Aramund is like Alexius Light. He, it's kind of the same thing, but leaves a different taste in your mouth, and probably the aftertaste is really just going to suck within about five seconds. It's really greasy. Yeah. That's what I think when I look at him. I mean, he's... He's diet. There we go. He's the diet version. Not quite evil enough. <laughs> evil diet. <laughs> 
I feel like he's somebody that's trying to rise to power. Like he was, he wasn't really anybody special, but somebody gave him an opportunity, and he's like, "Yeah, I just think he's redneck Alexius or whatever his name is." <laughs> um, oh, he, yeah, you've got Alexius who is, you know, a noble amongst, <laughs> uh, a, a, you know, a noble and a, a, a scholar and everything amongst Deventer. This guy's like the understudy during the Deventer play. Yes, oh! he's 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 not even a, you know he's an actor amongst scholars but he's not even a good actor he's just he's the understudy because the other understudy called out sick (laughs) and he's still not going to get any stage time because the main actor even when he's to the point of vomiting on stage will pull through and still make a better performance (laughs) that's where this guy stands in the rankings as far as i'm concerned because even as a villain the only thing he did was monologue and run away. That's it. Alexius, you know what he did? He monologued and then whipped out every bit of power he had to kill you. And then, once he was defeated, cried a whole lot. And then made you feel bad. Yeah, just for a little bit, but still made you feel bad. Now, he flees, he goes, like, across the street to Adamant Fortress. <laughs> Pretty Basically, much. He's like, he guys, guys, guy. help, I'm being chased by evil people. Guys! protect me cry and then as soon as he gets inside the gates he dusts himself off wipes the tears from his eyes and goes i wasn't crying you can't prove anything yes that's what he did so he goes next door adamant fortress now this was a warden fortress from what i recall right yes and if you have not recruited blackwater by this point uh, don't even bother because you can't anymore by the way Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Uh, which I always have all my party members by this point anyway, so that's not a Oh, yeah, I grab, grab them up all right away. Um, but Adamant is like, it's not just a fortress. It's like the fortress. Yeah, we'll put it right in the middle of the freaking desert. Hey, it worked because that's where the blight was stopped. And you could still see the scars, and literally the scars, where the, uh, the blight kind of just faded off. But yeah, that fortress was kind of... That fortress was like the uh, Lord of the Rings. You shall not pass. Gandalf, there we go. This fortress is Gandalf. How so? Because anyone that comes to it, it's just screaming, You shall not pass! That's retarded! And then the Inquisition showed up and went, Yeah, no, you're wrong. I gotta admit. The scene where... You know, you lead your warrior, your you lead your army in there, and you bust down the door, and Inquisition soldiers are cutting to pieces. All these wardens, it hurt to watch. Oh, it was so because painful. look, there's a lot of people that asked, um, you know, that have actually turned the question to me and asked why they didn't make the blight the main villain in DA2 and DA3, and that's why the Dragon Age series sucks, because they've got the Blight in the first game, it was amazing, and the Wardens of the Heroes, and here's the reason why. If that's what they do every single game, it's the Call of Duty of RPGs, first off, in that <laughs> example. Because it's the same crap over and over and over and over again, with no innovation. There's no development in that idea. And here, instead of making the Wardens the heroes... We know the Wardens are heroes going into this. And because of, you know, the cards of fate being played against them, they're being played for fools. And as a result, they're the unwitting villains. Uh Because they're trying to do the right thing. They're not only trying to save their lives and keep the, the calling from wiping them all out, 
What they're trying to do is make sure that the Wardens still exist. Because without the Wardens, the Blight will win. No one can stop a Blight except a Warden. Period. Are you sure? That's, that's, well, I'm sure there are ways when, uh, but I mean, in order to go into those ways. You were were so strong. No, that's how wishy-washy you are. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's, uh, this is based on information that we learn at the end of the game. I'm sure there are ways. But with the state of the game and the knowledge we have at this point of the game, of the universe as a whole, there is no other answer. Unless, of course, the architect comes into play, in which case, uh, he doesn't, so... This siege on Adamant Fortress. It's like a, it's like a scene out of a John Woo movie, because the gate, the gate comes crashing open, and your warden comes, like, walking through going, yes, I know, I am a badass. I was talking about just, like, Cullen's forces. I mean, his army guys, they're using the ram against the door, and the people that are in this fortress are, like, dropping on them everywhere and there are dudes being crushed while they're still operating this battle ram well that's why the ram the rams are typically developed with a roof over top of them so that uh during siege warfare a ram can go right up to a gate and i mean uh, with a just to draw back the ram you need a lot of guys because you got to think at how thick those gates are how well built they are and how powerful the ram has to be. Not to mention how many hits it's going to take that ram to split that door open, if it can. If it can. And that's the point. That's why you'll see in a lot of Keep Warfare and video games and, you know, in, in the real world, they'll have oil pots with oh, fire yeah, we, that they can pour down the top of that. We have that nowadays, yeah. Well, <laughs> in video games, it still exists, and it's still very much used. You play one of those games where that exists. I know I do. I knew there was a roof thing. I, I don't know how to do that in ESO, but anyway, I don't do PvP. Um, yeah. But yeah, those guys, <laughs> they were bashing down the door. People are getting crushed right in front of them, and they keep going. That's when I was just, oh. you know, I have this thing where I see a random character, and I'm like, that guy has a family. Somebody has to write to his wife or his mother. This guy died. Oh, what happened to him? Yeah, a rock fell on him. I mean, God. That kills me. People were being, they would climb the walls and they being pushed off. And I just, ah, uh, ah. Uh. And the way Cullen talks to you and tells you what's going on is that actor's really good. I mean, you feel his pain, but his strength also through that. So what do you do when you get in there? You got to find this redneck Venatori man. You need to kill the Venatori before he makes things worse. And you've got to do it fast. You've got to get the, the wardens to surrender or wipe them out as fast as possible to really save as many lives as you can because even going into this you know as the inquisitor that the the uh the wardens are not bad they're just they're being tricked and so you've either got to let them all fall to corypheus or you've got to save as many as you can and throughout the whole battle you do get to make a number of choices which uh you know for example try tell you know Cullen to try to focus on keeping men alive you know basically telling your men to be careful rather than just fling bodies at soldiers and you know stack up walls of corpses to overthrow the rest of the forces that are there or uh, at one point you've got Hawk who is just you know kicking ass and being Hawk uh, because eventually demons start flooding the area wiping everyone out and you tell Hawk, you know, you can either say, basically, come with me or stay with my men and try to keep them alive. 
which I always tell Hawk to stay with my men and try to keep them alive. Um, you can offer the uh, some groups of wardens, you can offer them a chance to surrender, or just outright kill them all. I always offer them the chance to surrender, and they always take it. And, it you know, these aren't just minor decisions, because they actually come into play later on, when you're trying to speak with the warden commander and trying to convince her that what she's doing is not only wrong, but stupid. You fight through all this crap, and then you get to a main courtyard where Redneck Venatori is is presiding over Clarelle's. Now, who is Clarelle? We met her, didn't we? Haven't we? What's her name? Clarelle. Right. Yes. She's about to have a demon bind to her. Right. Now, if Jaina, who I believe was in Crestwood... She was somebody you could meet in Crestwood. If she was recruited to your service, she's going to be that sacrifice. Otherwise, it's going to be somebody else. Clarell has no idea that Redneck Venatori is a bad guy. It's the same situation as with the mages in Redcliffe. You've got a problem, a very dire problem that could be the end of the lives of everyone under you. And a Tevinter mage pops out of nowhere and goes, hey... I've got the solution to all of your problems. Which is also why you should never buy a ShamWow from TV, because you're just uh, feeding the end of the world. Didn't that guy get arrested for, like, porn or something? Uh, I believe it was beating hookers, but yes. Oh, Jesus! He scared me. That ShamWow guy scared the shit out of me. Yeah, he's no Billy Mays, by any means. You interrupt this ritual. If you have Blackwall with you, you can say, Hey, Blackwall, why don't you say something to all these wardens, like, tell them they're crazy. Or, I believe you can have, if you have Alistair in your group, he can do it. Which Alistair is is a famous warden at this point, too, if he's with you. Um, or, you know, you can just have Stroud be Stroud. Because Stroud's a badass. But, but if you have also, Alistair, you have Alistair! Which means he's oh, not king, which means... Too. Yeah, so... But they're banging a lot, or at least well, they were. Well, we're going to get to word. another point here very soon at why, again, you're wrong about Alistair being there. And uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, before we get to that point... If you notice, they're doing a ritual to open up a portal, or open up a rift, as it were, a very powerful one, a very big one, and what looks to be incredibly dangerous. Uh, if you pay attention and you're actually watching the animation of the rift, you might see something. What? Oh yeah. I've got screenshots. I didn't notice until I looked at the screenshots. Anyway, I don't know if it turns out in any different way, but after she slits the throat of her friend... And is about to perform a ritual. So he's already dead. Doesn't matter. It, it, too late for him. Uh, I always convince her to basically punt the Tevinter Mage right in the face. Every single time. And then he cries and summons a demented dragon that you've encountered to hate. Well, okay. Aramon then outplays the Inquisitor by summoning Corypheus's dragon to attack. Calero realizes eventually that I've been had! And she says, hey, wardens, go help the Inquisition. Go get Redneck Venatori. And then, no matter what's gonna happen, there's gonna be a pride demon. But, the wardens are on your side at this point. Now, a dragon comes out. A dragon. <laughs> there's a dragon. A dragon. I thought I saw a dragon. Pete's dragon. Puff the magic dragon? There's a dragon! And I know this because, well... No, there is a dragon. Yes. Yeah, there is a dragon. And everyone thinks it's the Blight because it looks like an archdemon. It does look like an archdemon. Actually, the point that the dragon comes out is before you catch up with Clarell. Yes, because uh, while the dragon is attacking, the Tevinter Mage runs away and she runs after him. And I think your goal is... Catch him. That's why I remember the name Clarell. Because I thought this dragon was killable. And it's not. 
Nope. And so I'm sitting here. You're going to die. Well, you're not going to die. I didn't die, but I played Kite with that dragon for a long time and it will circle and circle and circle the fortress and so i just thought okay i gotta get a few shots off of here and a few shots when it comes back and a few shots no it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i'm retarded but at least you know i got its health down pretty low and i got through it and then you meet up with Clarel, and she and aramond are in a duel uh, i wouldn't really call that a duel i would call that a tevinter mage getting his ass kicked because it's it's him running away and getting shot in the ass with uh, purple lightning bolts. Oh, she's such a badass. And, and she, he just, like, skids across the floor on his face. Oh, it's Which so was great. hilarious to watch him just like, <laughs> But then the dragon comes down and, damn, dragon, you scary. He just bites Clarell. Oh. Yeah, he, he chomps her pretty well. It then, is uh, harsh. And then starts crawling around all over the keep like some kind of weird-ass bug. Oh. Like a giant yeah. spider. Clarell tries to attack. Oh, no. Clarell splits the damn thing in half. Yes. It, it's like crawling over. She's saying the warden chant and then just blasts it right in the stomach, which causes him to, like, freak out and causes part of the keep to crumble. And then everyone falls into a And giant that's what risk. happened. They fall. Yeah, that's right. They they all fall. And to save they their all lives, fall down. the wardens... Yes, they, they're... Humpty Dumpty and the Wardens all fall down in order to not die on impact. The Inquisitor opens up a rift. Then it is a scene from Labyrinth where David Bowie is walking upside down and sideways. <laughs> because you wake up and people are kind of like Cole. If you had taken the, the uh, Templar side in the beginning of the game, Cole is sitting on the wall or on the ceiling. This is the way it is here. You're in the fate. Now, it would be nice to have Solus with you just for insight. I didn't my first time. Uh, uh, my first time was Cassandra, Solus, and Varric. You get some side quests about, you have to return memories to someone? No. Well, that's one of the side quests that is right. in the Fade. And now keep in mind, this is your second time being in the Fade. You really need to stop making a habit of this, because, uh... The last time someone jumped into the Fade, Black City. Sarah really freaks out about that because remember when you meet her in Skyhold, she's like, if the Fade is real, the Black City is real, then all this stuff is real. Yeah, she freaks the out. Yeah. But you encounter a spirit or something that looks like Justinia, the Divine. And you're like, are you real or not? I, you know, I didn't even go straight to questioning. I was, uh, I... I went straight past the step of questioning and just accepted the fact that there is someone who looks like Justinia there and seems like she wants to help. And really, when you're in a position like, I don't know, being stuck in the Fade, which no one has done since the last time you did and prior to that was when the Black City went BOOM uh, and created the Blights a thousand years ago, are you really in a position to question help at that point? Because I didn't really feel like that was the intelligent thing to do, because seriously, seriously, seriously. I really think if that spirit was a benevolent spirit, then it would help you no matter what. So I might as well ask questions. But this quote-unquote Justinia tells you, you know those memories that you should have had, you conveniently forgot when you were here the first time? Well, they were stolen by the Nightmare. And <laughs> it's a general of Corypheus' army. And then <laughs> it feeds on your terrors. Now the terrors are awesome. But this Nightmare is also the origin of the false calling. Okay? Yep. His little minions, all, although, also, are actually named different things. You will see spiders. It seems that your companions will see other things that really scare you because it's going to feed on your fear. 
Yep. They're going to be named different things. I would I would take the time to pause and use the tactical camera because a lot of people know this, but you can hover over things like they're named the calling or they're named the maker or they're named ironically spiders, which I love that they put that in there. <laughs> Some of your fears could be mages or templars or whatnot. That's pretty great. You're also going to see alluvians in there and you want to interact with those because you can get some stat points. Permanent stat boost. Woo, we love those. Yes, so this nightmare guy, I don't even remember what goes on. I know this spirit, what do we call her? Justinia. This Justinia person will guide you to where you need to go to find this nightmare. It's the normal, you're going to go kill it, whatnot. After she leads you through this thing, you're going to ask her, hey, are you really, you know, are you really Justinia? And it turns out it's some kind of spirit. You don't know what it is. Starts glowing, you know, admits, you know, I'm not really Justinia and all that. What happens next? Well, I mean, you skip ahead and uh, eventually get to the point where you need to go fight this nightmare demon, this terror demon, this... uh. This bastard that's causing the calling. And once you do the fight, which is a little bit longer than I would have liked, and the first time I did it, the game crashed immediately after, so I had to go no. do it again. Yeah, that was during the time I was having extreme problems, which I'm back to having some problems with, but that's uh, because my graphics drivers have been all borked. But yeah, I'm working on that. But anyway, you do the fight, and then you get a chance to leave... And I, I think the way it goes is that your three companions make it out, and then the spider demon, that uh, this giant, giant, eyes all over it spider demon, that the spirit of Justinia had previously banished, apparently only did so temporarily, because it's back, and cuts off the route for you, the warden, and Hawk to escape. And it's at this point that you guys quickly decide that someone needs to stay behind. And distract it. Exactly. And you have to choose. Is it Stroud or is it Hawk? Which one stays behind? And uh, you know that whoever stays behind isn't going to live. Uh, 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 it says supposedly will die. You don't yeah. actually see it. Well, you do. but No, you don't. You, you see, do. You do. The camera do. passes by and, and you... whatever happens, you see the spider's leg and it, right. it, you and don't see behind him Right. And then behind the leg, if you're paying attention... You see the death animation when someone gets struck down. You see Hawk or Stroud or whoever you have with you. Because if you have Alistair with you, I know for a fact you're not going to choose Alistair because you're going to you're going to let Hawk die, which is the wrong choice. Because why would you let the champion die? I totally let Hawk die. Totally. Meanwhile, <laughs> this is the only point that having Loghain still alive would be moderately, you know, acceptable <laughs> because you can sacrifice him to the Fade and let him die. Or you can let Stroud, who is someone who has only really popped up a few times, and while he's a cool character, isn't Hawk or Alistair <laughs> die. So obviously having Stroud there is the correct choice, because if Stroud is there, that means you can sacrifice Stroud, Alistair gets to live, Loghain's still dead, and Alistair and Hawk uh, can continue being Alistair and Hawk in the real world. So, there you go. Yes, if you choose Stroud, that means Alistair's still Alistair, Hawk is still Hawk, and Loghain is still dead. Okay, got it. <laughs> Which is the correct choice. So obviously, both times I've been there at this point, Stroud has stayed behind. And you get to see the animation of him getting struck down. I still, I don't remember seeing that, but I do. Uh, well, I've okay, done it twice so, and I remember it both times. So there you go. So you jump through the fa the other side of the favorite, I guess, and, and you get back to the fortress. When you right? get back to the fortress, 
there's a screenshot or a screenshot opportunity at this point that I've taken both times. And that's the scene where all the wardens are gathered around this giant portal and all your soldiers around this portal. And uh, they're all going, whoa, these guys escaped a fade. And then like a badass, you reach your hand up with it turn with the uh, fade rift to your back, close your hand, and it just boom disappears. <laughs> and that's the and you've got that look of that's right. Screw with me, I will end you. Have you ever been to a shrink? As a matter of fact, and uh, the guy couldn't get my name right, so I stopped going. <laughs> so rage or er, road. Yeah, see, exactly. This is why I'm going to stop showing up to this show. <laughs> That's fine. I'll find somebody else. And <laughs> As if. <laughs> replace me. I dare you. No, well, I couldn't replace you. I could have sure somebody couldn't. else here. <laughs> You're a gem. You're a diamond in the rough. Is that Thank what you, you. want to hear? Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, next time you say that, I'm going to close my giant sand tiger mouth and trap you inside my cave. Diamond in the rough. Aladdin. No one. Okay. So, you get... A chance now. You can say, hey, wardens, help us out, or do you want to be exiled? <laughs> yeah, which I kind of I kind of feel like after my initial decision to keep them around and have them help, I feel like I probably should have actually just kicked them out. I feel the best thing for the uh, wardens, because you get this wow. string of operations that you can send them on, and you pretty much wipe out the wardens if you just always choose the wardens. Uh, really? I never knew that. Yeah. When you get the choice of being like, but the Venatori could probably take control of the Wardens, or let's send the Wardens to fight these. They're the most talented and the ones that are most likely to take on demons and the ones to take on Darkspawn and the ones to take on all these other things. Oh, yeah, if you yeah. just go, if you just always go with the Wardens during that quest, that operation chain, the Wardens die. I do remember that, you're right. Which, granted, I didn't always choose the Wardens, but I still did a pretty big amount of damage to their numbers overall. Because I felt like the wardens needed their a... numbers? Oh, I really did. Yeah. I... <laughs> Who needs a blight when you've got an Inquisitor, really? I saved the wardens, and then I killed them all. Damn it. No, I, I think from now on, I'm just going to tell the wardens where to stick it and kick them out. Because honestly, that's probably the best thing. They'll leave, and yeah, sure, Orlay's not going to have wardens, but it's not like the wardens are that far away. You've got Ferelden right there. You've got... Everywhere else. Yeah, but that else. was the point of the first game, is that the Wardens being in Orlais couldn't get there in time. Exactly. Oh, so you want... Okay, Orlais side. What I did, I knew, or I figured out Alistair could be the Warden in this game. Very pleasantly surprised that my keep save worked, and I, I just... Ah! It was great to hear from, but since I knew that, I wanted to do the next quest. The next big quest where, as, as you all know, Morgan is in this game. Now, what yeah, I wanted, she is. I wanted her in Skyhold. I know that after this thing is that she's in Skyhold and you can talk to her. Now, I, I did the ball quest, the next quest, very early on so that I could have both of them at Skyhold at one point. And they never talked about each other until his last line, Alistair's last line when he leaves. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but he says one thing about Morgan and then he leaves and then gone. But also after this, if you do decide to kill hawk or you know let hawk stay behind you can talk to varick oh Varric's it's the worst it's but the worst you can get a hug from varick i'm sorry but getting a hug from varick after crushing his heart and killing hawk is not in any way a compromise to this situation yes it is i mean it's at least you know it's like you're you're hugging your buddy it's yeah, nice to yeah. see yeah you know what that situation is 
It's when you've got a small child that has a new kitten, and then you stomp the kitten's head in in front of the child and go, Aw, does someone need a hug? That's the situation, you sick person. No, it's not, it's not a reason to do it. It's just, it's it's nice to see if you hey, happen to. Hey, Varric, I know you're really concerned about Hawk, and everything you've done for Hawk is to protect him at this point, because you thought it was the best thing to do, and I understand that. Oh, by the way, I killed him. Sorry. Here's a hug. Okay. Yeah. That almost reminds me of what I learned about Bull's romance arc. But that's a different conversation for a different show. Oh, God damn it. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard about... Uh, did you tell me about that one? Was that you who told me? No, I don't know anything about Bull's romance because it takes too long. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, oh, my! Uh. So, anyway... Anywho. Scotty Dune. So anyway. I feel like when I'm doing my replay, uh -huh. first of all, because I can't talk to my companions, just even repeating, we talked about this last time or the time before last, I feel like there's something missing and there's something missing from that game. There's something personal because you can't just stop and yeah, talk to people. There's that. But also when you're replaying it, you realize there are places that you've never been before. Now that is good for replayability, but... You kind of feel stuck in the hinterlands for a while because you have to get all the agents, or you feel like you have to get all the agents. Like the hissing wastes, I barely explored. Oh I man, I love the hissing wastes. Uh, that place is so cool. This is a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> oh, there's a lot there. You just have to find it. You just have to find it. But a lot of people aren't doing it because they either out-level or they're ready to finish the game by that point. So I feel like some of the other areas in the beginning... You should get out of the hinterlands as soon as possible. And if get I wanted to, parts. I could take my mage and just do nothing but the story quest at this point, which I may do. And I would probably annihilate Corypheus without even flinching. How how far along is your mage? Uh, level 23, something like that. Oh my god! With uh, full-on dragon gear, dragon staff. Uh, basically, every time I move my left leg, I fill up with shields and armor. And, uh, you know, I I'm basically overpowered as hell because I pretty much have the best of everything you can get. Now, did you get those influence points or perks for the extra mats or is it just stuff you found? No, I just farm a lot. Okay. Because I know where the best metals are and then I went They're and killed... They're all the missing ways, right? Yeah. And then I went and killed uh, all ten dragons. Oh! So you get the orange gear. Uh-huh. Oh! 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 No, oh, with the next one, you can get that, that formal attire. Now, if you want your warriors, your heavy armor-wearing warriors, to look nice, like, Blackwall loses, like, 50 pounds. <laughs> or I'd say 20 or 30 pounds if he puts on that formal attire. But you can make it so that it has more armor than the armor you're going to create anyway. It's pretty great, but I was thinking about using the dragon scales to make it bright orange. <laughs> Be like, hey, here I am, you guys. That's all. All I want right now is a die system at this point because even though the dragon materials produce the best sats, it's, uh, it's everything's hot orange. <laughs> and this is where, like, honestly, what I would prefer to do in this situation is just find another animal and bathe in its blood to taint the robes to make them all just red <laughs> or black or whatever. I mean, seriously, that's that's the point of the game I'm at right now, is I would rather just wear blood armor. Now, there are really only three styles of armor you can wear, right? Mm -hmm. Well, for me, it's, it's 
like the mages. They've got the one I won't wear because it's too bulky. There's the one that's the long matrix jacket, and then there's the one in between. Well, there's the elf robes that you get from killing the 10th dragon. What? Are they a different style? Yeah, it's the elf keeper robes. Elf but it's, keep- I think oh, it's, I thanks. believe it's elf only. Uh, but yeah, they're keeper robes, and they've got higher stats than pretty much anything else does. Yeah, but I'm talking about the style. Well, huh? The style. Yeah, the appearance? Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're the elf keeper robes. They're a, a whole different appearance. Huh. But you have to be an elf to use them. So It's kind of like the whole uh, the Legion of the Dead armor that only dwarf warriors can wear. I think I was a, I was an elf mage last time, so I... Hmm. Yeah, but you have to kill the third dragon in, in Priest du Lion. In Priest du Lion. Yeah, you have to kill the third, because there's three dragons there. Yeah. You have to kill the third uh, one, and the third one drops that one. There are ten dragons in the game, right? Okay, I've, I think I've only two or three, maybe, in my playthroughs. But I'll get to Empress du Lion, and I'll get up to that part where you have to cross the bridge. You have to have a yep. quest to cross the bridge. Yep. And I'll get up there, and I'm like, okay, I think there's something up there. But then I climb in some stairs, and then I hear that dragon roar, and I'm like, fuck. And then you I realize it wasn't one dragon. It was three. Are there three up there? Yeah. No. Yeah, there's three col. There's uh, there's two coliseums At and once? a cave. No, no, oh. no, no. Of course not. Oh. No, there's only there's uh, there's two dragons. That you well there uh, there's three dragons, but you fight them all individually. Oh okay. Oh, and you just God. basically go from coliseum to coliseum to pit. Okay. And the third dragon's in the pit, and the third dragon is the strongest of the three. Obviously, it like they get harder. I think it's the first one's like level 19 or 21 or something like that. Then you go up a level, then you go up two levels or something to that effect. Holy crap. And the, the fights are, I believe each of the fights are different, but the first and second ones are the most similar. And then the third one employs like all the tactics that all the dragons in the game use. Oh. Summons so dragonlings, the- summons armor, uses shouts. Calls fire to rain from the sky, fire breath, bunch of random other crap, leaps up in the air, comes down somewhere else, <sighs> uses that stun. Yeah, it's it's just like all this stuff, and I slaughtered it. Yeah, but, uh, because how, you were I'm level twenty three and it was level twenty three. Because no, I, I was I was like I was get... like level twenty one, <sighs> and I hadn't even made my my dragon gear yet at that point. But yeah, I uh, I kicked his ass. But anyway, email. We got some emails, and this is from Raphael. Thank you, Ninja Turtle. No, that's terrible. We love your art. Good afternoon, guys. First of all, I'd like to congratulate you both, Liz and Rode. The Dragon Age OTR is truly amazing. I am hearing it for a month now, and I could and will blabber a lot about how I found it, but that's neither here nor there. This is me paraphrasing. I don't know, because, oh, oh you're paraphrasing. He actually did give why? Or how? Yeah, it's filling a gap in the community for a long time, but we'll leave it for the end of this email. There's also a lot I'd like to talk about the previous episodes about Dragon Age Origins and 2, but I'll leave it in future email, as I believe the focus right now and should be Inquisition, right? He's yep. played 130 hours of this game. Sounds about right, yeah. As of a few days ago, and I know that they will not be coming for a while now, but I'm dying for the spoiler zone. Well, they're already, yeah, halfway there. Because I, I feel like the next episode could just be entirely the ball. Because that, that whole section was awesome! 
so excited. We're going to save emails for next time because I, I need to go through. Uh, some of them are really long and, and I understand why, but I can't read them all out on the show. So hang on and we'll get those out to you. And next time we're going to be going over what? The ball? We're going to be talking about your balls. We're going to Orle. We're going to have a ball in Orle. Orle, 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 Orle. <laughs> We also have a Reddit post. I guess search for me, Mistress LeBeau, all one word, and you can add to what you would like to hear on the show. I don't think we're going to be going over, I said this before, I don't think we're going to be going over the next books unless we get somebody on that can talk about them. Um, Would love to do that, but... It's an eventuality. It'll happen. I don't have time to read books. I need books to be read to me. So Audible, get on that. Yeah. If anybody wants to read these books aloud to us, just record it. <laughs> just remember to do the voices. Yeah, so next time we're going to do the balls. We're going to do the balls. Oh. And that's it for right now. Oh, okay. Make it easy for me. Just say, okay, we'll see you next time. Goodbye, road. Bye. Tune in next time. We don't want to dampen the mood, D-A-M-P, Dragon Age player. That was a terrible joke. Before we get to more terrible jokes, we have to do some contact information, or else how are we going to know how much you love us? You have to tell us how much you love us. Don't tell us how much you hate us. Get a hold of us on Twitter at DragonAgeOTR. Contact me at Mistress underscore LeBeau. That's L-E-B-E-A-U. And if you like your tweets favorited, contact Road at ThatRoadGuy. Email us at DragonAgeOTR at gmail.com. Visit our website at QuestGamingNetwork.com. And yes, we know our money's on the dresser. We have sponsors, you guys. Heard about us talk about Dragon Age The Stolen Throne and Dragon Age The Calling? Well, here's your chance to hear it for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork and you get one of those books for free. And the better to hear you with, my dear, visit tweakedaudio.com, enter our code off the record, all one word, for 30% off quality earbuds, free worldwide shipping, and a lifetime warranty. And while you're on YouTube, you could also subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork, where you can find a plethora of other shows. That's youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. Holy shit. I guess that's it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I see how it is. <laughs> I don't want it to end. All I can think of is I have to edit this. Do you know you can fucking have Logan in your party? That's just... Yep. I'm aware. And there's a lot of people on Twitter that were doing it, and they're all heathens. They're all heathens. There's there's no exception to that. You're either a heathen or you're not a heathen, and they're all heathens. You know what? Yeah? You're an ass or you're not an ass. It's, no, I'm an ass. There's no in-between on that one. Period. I'm trying to art, and it's the worst thing ever. Have I ever mentioned that, that I'm just not good at arting? Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm using pattern fill. Oh god. I don't even know what that is. Parquet. Porque? Parca? Porque? Porque? Whatever stance you take, I'll take the opposite. Okay. Which you're gonna take the easier one, you f***tard. Well, duh. I, you mean <laughs> the right choice. You know what? Because there's no easy or not in this. There is asshole and... Oh, yeah, you're correct. Thank you.